If you are just getting started with the NGSS and 3D teaching, I want to invite you to check out Bring Wonder Back, an on-demand video series designed to help you understand why moving through the textbook and teaching topics is actually crushing your students' curiosity and what you can do instead. It's going to help you shift the work of learning where it belongs by building your understanding of explorations and discovery-based teaching practices. And finally, I'm going to help you take the first steps toward transforming your students into scientists through 3D learning, which is really what the NGS is all about. You can access this video series at iExploreScience/wonder and get ready to bring wonder engagement and a love for learning back to your science class. All right, to the show. Welcome to the Teaching Science in 3D podcast. My name is Nicole Van Tassel. And I'm Erin Sadler. And we are two science teachers dedicated to helping you cut through the confusion and meet the intent of the NGSS so you can master all three dimensions. The NGSS can seem totally overwhelming, but implementing these standards doesn't need to be. Hello, everyone. It's Erin Sadler, and it's time for your Thursday thought. And it is Wednesday right now, and I waited until the last minute to record this because, honestly, I've been feeling like things are not going very well in my classroom and not always, you know, things that I can control. Just, you know, like the tech problems that we all have. They've been quite abundant recently and just feeling a little bit not great about it. So um, I decided that that would be kind of what I talked about today. So I want to talk about something that happened in my classroom last Tuesday. I had an observation that was informal, but there were a lot of people that came into the observation. So both of the principals at my school are site coach and a district coach all came in to see me do this lesson. It had nothing to do with my job performance or anything like that. It was pretty, you know, like a a relatively mellow thing. But I'm sure that if you've ever had people in your room, especially in a virtual setting, it just feels tense and it doesn't, feels a little scary. They were actually coming in to see how they could support us in our classroom. So that wasn't the issue. And things have actually, prior to this, were going really well and That day was just my day to have everything go completely crazy. The assignment that the students were doing was a modeling activity on a shared Google slide. So I posted kind of an outline for them on Google Classroom, and I asked them to go into their breakout rooms that I'd previously assigned and share their slide deck with their team and work on completing this model. I went through the instructions, everything was fine. And as soon as they went into the breakout rooms, everything went wrong. I don't know if you've ever had this happen in Zoom before, but they weren't able to share their screens in the breakout rooms. The chat feature was for some reason turned off in their breakout rooms. I couldn't figure out how to fix it. And I had all of these extra people watching me teach. So I'm sure you could see how this is like worst case scenario happening. And It was terrifying. We only have 40 minute class periods right now. So we were about 20 minutes in and I was pretty confident that these people who came in to watch were just gonna see an entire wasted period. I 
you know, put these people who are coming to observe into the breakout rooms with the kids and just started trying to figure out anything that I could, any way that I could to help these students get something done that day. I had the idea to make some of them co-hosts so that they would be able to share their screens, but that didn't solve the problem because they still needed to share their documents and we needed to figure out who was going to be a co-host and the kids were in the breakout rooms. So still less than ideal. And then I started going into the breakout rooms one at a time and trying to help them and come up with a solution to figure out what was going on and just make things work. But I only got to a few of the breakout rooms and I had no idea what was happening in the other ones. And it just so happened that a lot of the other breakout rooms were the ones where I had put the observers. So later that day, we had our post-observation meeting, and I wasn't expecting them to, you know, like blast me or anything like that, because we've all had tech issues, and especially in this environment, it totally happens. But I was expecting them to say things like, I didn't get to all the breakout rooms, and that the kids were kind of stuck, and they weren't able to do something. So, you know, like make sure I had a backup plan or something like that. But something totally different happened. Something was happening in those breakout rooms that I didn't get to that I wasn't aware of. Most of the groups figured out a way on their own to make it work. They talked to each other. They shared their email addresses and shared the document that way. They were able to, some of them, share their screens and start working on the model that way, just verbally by unmuting their mics. And there wasn't a single room that I'm aware of where they weren't able to get something done. And... I feel like that was pretty remarkable and a big reflection, first of all, on how great my kids are. But I'd gone into this meeting expecting something terrible and it was actually pretty good. It was probably like the best feedback that I've ever gotten in an observation situation because the kids were engaged. They were working together. They were solving a problem and they were doing all of the things that I would want them to do in my classroom. So here's my takeaway from the whole situation. We don't often have people in our rooms who are observing and seeing the things that we don't see. So I think that we miss a lot of the good that's happening in our classroom. I'm not saying that everything's perfect and I don't want to promote a culture of like toxic positivity where we just ignore the bad things that are happening. But I also think that often we are far too hard on ourselves for the things that don't work the way that we expect them to. And we don't see those great things that are happening in our classroom. So if you've been having a bad day or a bad week or, you know, things haven't been going well, I just want you to consider that there's probably a lot of good that you're not seeing. And that's my Thursday thought. I hope you're having a good Thursday and we will be back on Monday for our next episode of the podcast. Making sure that your lessons are three-dimensional isn't always easy. While you don't need to include all three dimensions every single day, you do want to make sure that each dimension is regularly addressed. I developed a really simple 3D planner to help keep me focused. It helps me track which pieces I'm using in my daily lesson plans. It only takes me five minutes to fill out, and it helps me notice patterns in my own lesson planning. For example, when I first started using it, I noticed I wasn't including the cross-cutting concepts as often as I thought I was. Just by recognizing this, I was able to focus on this one piece and improve my lessons. Right now, you can grab the same template that I use for my own planning for free. 
Go to sadlerscience.com slash 3D planner to grab yours. That's sadlerscience.com slash 3D planner.